Hello, cute little cute intro. Do I need an intro? Do I sing? I don't know. It's just like better than me saying like, hi, let's get started. I don't know. It's just so just imagine a cute little intro until I figure out how to actually make an intro or what an intro is. If anyone has ideas, anything, hit a girl up because it's like a Minnesota goodbye, but reverse. Like, I don't know how to say hello, welcome, but here we are. Hi, cute to me, episode three. Honestly, proud of myself for even doing two episodes, three episodes. Like, wow, dreaming big over here. But I really wanted to talk. I talked about this last week. I want to do surviving the end of the year. This will be part one. I honestly really love the end of the year. I talked about it before, but I just, I feel more motivated into the new year. Just feels like a new page, a new chapter. I don't know. There's something about it, but the end of the year can obviously be really challenging for many reasons. It can be really fun. Just like life, it's a mix of a lot of different things. So I want to talk about the pressure of the holidays and holding boundaries, how Santa used to scare me, reflecting on your year, cold weather, winter activities, New Year's resolutions, and we'll end the episode with cute to me or not cute to me winter activity edition. So holidays are always a time where I flex my muscle of holding my boundaries I don't know. I just feel like there's lots of pressure to say yes around the end of the year and end of the year gatherings, which I grew up celebrating a lot of the holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And there's just a lot going on. There's a lot of gathering and intermixing with people that you might only see twice a year. Don't get me wrong. There are some people who like I'm completely fine seeing twice a year and I still have a lot of love for them and like respect them. But like that's just relationships. They're just not very black or white. And it's okay if I see you like once or twice a year or I see you never. You know what I mean? It's just it's just life. But as I grow older and I become my own person, you really realize that like your long distance second uncle twice married, like might be really transphobic. You know what I mean? Like you just start to go to these gatherings with these people and you're just like, oh, you're actually a piece of shit. Um, That might be like too direct, but honestly, that's the way life is. Like, you know, we grow up, we form our own opinions and thoughts on things and you're just not always gonna agree with people. And this isn't even just family. This is just people like maybe you've known your whole life. You know, many of us like go back home into our hometown and you might see that one neighbor or like that weird little league coach. You know, there's just like you could run into a lot of different situation. So you just always had to be prepared. But I really love uh, right now TikTok trend of like It's like how to respond to your out-of-pocket family members. My personal favorite is just to blink and stare slowly at them and just let them sit with what they said. Or I really like, I'm surprised you feel comfortable saying that. Or something along the lines of like, hmm, that's an interesting opinion. Just like make them sit with what they said. You know, if they feel so comfortable like 
saying something transphobic or racist or homophobic, like you need to sit with that and you need to like really realize that you just sound like an idiot, you know? And so I think those TikToks are great. I think we need to practice them more and like actually do them in real life, which I had to execute this last week with it being the holidays. And I went with the silent approach and I honestly had to stop myself from laughing because their own comment made them uncomfortable and squirm. Definitely worked. No backfire. They just sat there and kind of like chuckled to themselves. And then it was just silent. Like the whole room was silent because obviously what they said was just out of pocket. So I go with the blink and stare and let them sit in their silence. But if you feel courageous, get hit them with a little, I'm surprised you feel comfortable saying that. And another thing I realized, and it just took me 28 years which I I do realize that there are some people who like never figure this out, but it's that you actually don't need to go to this or that gathering, especially like end of the year where people might be taking time off. If you celebrate certain holidays, I'm totally in my no era, like a two-year-old, like no is my favorite word right now. And I'm just kind of like, if my gut tells me no, or if it makes me feel anxious, like I'm just, I'm just going to say no, you know, no hard feelings. Sometimes there are hard feelings, but most of the time, like no hard feelings. I just don't want to go. And I don't want to do things that don't make me feel good. And I'm just being honest. Obviously I know that I have responsibilities and obligations as, you know, like a functioning adult of society, but I am also okay with saying no. And People will call you selfish, especially when it comes to things that feel like an obligation. But in my opinion, if I'm only doing something or interacting with someone or having conversations with someone because I feel obligated, I don't really feel like that's a good enough reason. And I'm perfectly okay with saying that. So whatever, it may be looked at selfish, then that's fine. What's that mean? It's like, or I always see it on TikTok where it's like, if I'm the bitch, then so be it. That's how I feel. And you know what? It's fine. Wear it like a badge of honor. And, you know, people who tell you what you should and shouldn't do or how you should or shouldn't live your life, honestly, just let it go in one ear and out the other. You know, people who are worried about how you should live your life, need to start focusing on their own lives for them. Like, how do you even have time to think about how other people should live their lives? Like, I, I barely have time to even, like, figure out my own life. So, should statements are shit statements. Just like they taught us in D.A.R.E., just say no. Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I know what D.A.R.E. stands for. That's really embarrassing. I have to look this up. What does DARE stand for? Oh, Drug Abuse Resistance Education. (laughs) Wow. I, that's like probably the one thing you're supposed to learn from that. And I didn't even learn that. I don't know. I couldn't remember the acronym, but I know DARE is about drugs and you're just supposed to say no. So shout out to DARE. Um, Anyways, you can always say no and that's okay. Like people in your life who love you and respect you and honor you will never be offended or hurt when you say no because you're protecting your peace, right? Like 
if I have a friend who reaches out to me and is like, hey, I'm having a really hard day mentally. I'm just exhausted. I'm going to have to say no tonight. I'm not upset just as I want, want them to be upset with me, right? Like that's life and that's what happens. And I respect that person and want them to be happy and comfortable. And it's okay to say no, my feelings aren't hurt and vice versa. So just honor yourself in that and know it's okay to be say no. Go back to your inner two-year-old and just say no. It's just, it's just fine. But I will say as much as the end of the year can bring about like gatherings, maybe having uncomfortable conversations with people or like seeing people you don't see regularly. Like I will say I have so many like fond memories of get together end of the year. Being a kid, it was so magical and fun growing up in Minnesota and the snow, I just think adds to that. I honestly think it's so sad when there's, I don't have a white Christmas. I mean, there's definitely been years here where we didn't necessarily have a white Christmas because the weather is just, you never know. But I don't think I've ever been anywhere but Minnesota for Christmas, which I have to change that. Um, but I love a white Christmas and I love get togethers. I'm just more selective now. But I have so many magical memories as a kid. My grandma made Christmas so very special for all of her grandkids and her children. And I'm just so thankful for that and for that time. And even now, as she's getting older, she still finds a way to make everyone feel special. And I, and I love that about her. And honestly, I don't know how parents like keep up with it. One thing I was thinking about is how the heck do parents keep up with Elf on the Shelf? Like that, to move the elf on the shelf, I don't even know the elf's name. What is it like Pippi or I have no idea what the elf on the shelf's name is, or maybe you name it yourself, but to move it every day. And I see these like elaborate things that parents do and they like come up with a scene every night. Honestly, I'd give the elf like a broken leg and be like, the elf is resting. It's going to stay here for like five days just to like get me some time because that's a lot of moving, but I just, those people are and those people and parents and loved ones who just make holidays really special and go above and beyond to create, you know, the magic of the holidays and the end of the year. And, um, if it's, if that's celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah or new year's or just spending quality time with your family, taking off work, those people are just, just hug those people really close. Like the people who make things special, there's a lot of thought and time that goes into that behind the scenes and just like give them a hug. Don't take them for granted. But I'm not going to lie to you. Santa did scare me for some time as a kid. Like same with the Easter bunny or the tooth fairy. Like I was not comforted as a little girl knowing that grown men were sneaking into my house and leaving without being caught. Who who like who is that comforting to I can't I can't be alone on this and like honestly I think this is why I have a fear of staying home alone I've always had a fear of staying home alone especially with houses with chimneys like no thank you you know what I mean like the Easter bunny like what the actual f it's just a giant bunny hopping around my house I don't know. It just never comforted me. Like, obviously I got older over it and I got older and I didn't scare me as much. But I remember like a couple years being like scared of like, what, what is Santa? Like, why, why? And 
but now it's so fun and I like look back on it and I do have really good memories of like thinking about Santa in the Easter bunny but then I just found out it was fake which is like even a bigger letdown it's like I I, like I grow and I got rid of my fear and then you tell me it's fake it's just kind of a mind trick but like if I have kids I'm still telling them about Santa absolutely you know (laughs) gotta keep the trauma going just kidding the tradition but I'll make it like cute and not scary and just let them know that there's not actually just a man walking around your house and he knows what you're doing all the time it's just is that like a god complex I don't know I can't get into that but that's how I feel about Santa still love the idea of it still gonna do it with my kids if I have them but he did scare me for a moment the end of the year, the first of the month, like just the number one, I think it just feels new. I do recommend reflecting and looking back on your growth more than just the end of the year. Hence, that's why I go to therapy, cough, cough, go to therapy if you're not. But I know that we're all busy and I just think the end of the year, at least for me, there's something about the number and the numerology about it, if I'm saying that right, that I don't know, it just feels like great time to do that reflection. I was just talking with one of my best friends about this and just, we both were saying how we want to take time to reflect kind of year end review, if you will. Oh gosh. It's like, it always comes back to corporate America somehow. But anyways, I really want to celebrate my growth, my wins and reflect on the past year we really, I just feel like I'm definitely my worst own critic. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. But I do think it's important to take a moment and just sit with it. And that's what we were talking about. Like, it's been rough out there, especially the last handful of months. It's just, it's just hard. And the world, America, what's happening, there's a lot of heavy shit on us all right now. Um, and I think it is really important to celebrate and like, honestly, I deserve to celebrate. You all deserve to celebrate yourselves. And even if it's just honestly like a mental checklist, like just saying it out loud, just even if you're like in the shower, like cooking breakfast, just being like, wow, here are some things I accomplished this year. Here are some moments where I noticed growth. Like it doesn't have to be (laughs) like month to month, line by line, um, And I think that if you can open up space to share it with your loved ones and friends, I'm sure they will have some things to add. Um, That's what my plan is. And just celebrating myself for a moment and sitting with it and really looking back and reflecting. It does definitely give me more energy and it just allows myself to take a moment and be proud and to have pride in who I am and who I'm becoming. And I think that's something we all should do. It's like a little hug for ourselves, but in celebrations. As I was thinking about this episode and talking about like surviving the end of the year, one thing surviving that came to my mind is just surviving winter in Minnesota. Or if you're in a similar place like Minnesota and, and the snow and the weather, I honestly think people who survive Minnesota winters couldn't do a lot. Like you're a lot tougher than you think you are. Like if you're shoveling yourself out of your driveway and like driving around on pure ice. And I remember walking to school. Am I going to be that parent? That's like when I was in school, I used to walk through the snow, but honestly it's true. I was a walker for a lot of my life. I was part of that walker crew. 
I didn't get the luxury of the bus. Like, you know, so I survived. I am a Winter Walker Elementary School survivor. But I was thinking about this. And when I was thinking about terms of surviving, like, obviously, there's that that side of surviving. But just, like, mentally how I survived the winter. And I it's kind of hit or miss with me. Like, winter is hard for me. I'm not going to lie with just seasonal depression. But I was thinking, I'm like, I need some more, like, winter hobbies. Um, and I came to the conclusion that I don't like any outdoor winter activities besides snow tubing. Um, so I don't know what to do this winter. I just, I don't know. Like they're all just cold or wet or dangerous. It's just not cute. You know, I just, I don't, it's surprising too. I'm like, wow, I never learned how to ski or snowboard. Like that sounds really fun, but now it's just like my ankles would break. I I just, I'm very certain, like even just putting on a ski boot, like hurts my ankle. Ice fishing? No. Why? I don't understand why people ice fish. I, I don't get it. I don't understand unless it's like for survival or it's necessary. Why are you driving your truck on ice and sitting around a hole of water? Just no. Is, does driving around looking at Christmas lights count? I really like doing that in the winter. I love the way the snow looks, and I love ski lodges, but again, from, from the inside. Um, if you have a winter activity, honestly, good for you. I'm very jealous because I don't really have many. It's just hard. I don't know. And so I'm just trying to find things, and I was thinking about this more, and I'm like, well, I don't necessarily need to have an outdoor winter activity or an activity that's deemed like winter. Like I can use this winter to maybe focus on some other things, AKA myself. I do feel like, although the days, the sunlight is shorter, I do feel like they're longer in some ways as well. It's just a weird duality of the situation, but because I can't go outside and like go for my hot girl walks, it just feels like I have more time And so I just really want to focus this winter on doing more things for me and investing in me. Honestly, part of why I started this podcast too was thinking like, well, this is a great like winter activity and hobby for me to focus on and to have something creative to do. Um, But, you know, just like little things. And there honestly might not be times in my life where I'm going to have this free time. You know, I don't have responsibilities like a child. So I just am like, embrace it, embrace the time and try new things and just invest in me more throughout the week. I might actually use my gym's apartment or not my gym's apartment. Wow. My apartment's gym. Like, why is it embarrassing to use your apartment's amenities for the first time? Like, is that just me? But like, I get a little embarrassed. Like, I feel like I'm like stumbling around, like, trying to figure out where things are. I don't know. It's just embarrassing. Um, (laughs) I might be alone on that one, but it's weird. I've used my gym before at my apartment, but like no one was in there. Um, but I'm like someone that like, if I go down the gym and there's like one person in there, you're seeing me immediately turn around, like immediately turn around, go back up to my apartment but I need to get over it because I really do need, like, I enjoy moving my body and, like, need to do more of that. And it's a great way to get me energy out, especially when I'm spending more time inside. So I'm just trying to do little things each week, whether that's, like, 
more podcasting, more creative reading, trying to get my hot girl walks in, FaceTiming more people. I'm trying to keep it like light. I think that's really like the key when it comes to making New Year's resolutions or just like any resolution is don't make it crazy and keep it about you. I think everyone can relate to this. Like I've definitely had resolutions in the past that were unrealistic. For example, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to work out five days a week and only eat protein shakes. Obviously that's not very realistic. You know, if I'm someone before who's didn't have a workout routine, like at the time I made this resolution, I didn't have a workout routine. So how can I add five days a week to my non-existent workout routine? And then of course I'd get let down because I wasn't achieving my goal. And honestly, it's because I set myself up for failure. I set myself up to be let down. And It took me many years to figure out that that's not how you set goals. I think it was Mel. Is it Mel Robbins? She's, she has like a podcast. She's a therapist. I follow her on Instagram and she always has great tips about this, but I really figured out it's just more about like setting a realistic goal and then resetting those goals again and again until you get to where you want to go. And it's more obtainable. You know, I think it's great to have goals of wanting to, work out every day, or if you want to learn how to play the piano, but you can't just expect yourself to be playing Mozart in two weeks, just how I can't expect myself to be a bodybuilder. So I'm just trying to lean into being okay with setting like smaller goals. Yes. And her name is Mel Robbins. She's very popular. She has 5 million followers on Instagram. She's an author, researcher. She's great. Great advice. Highly recommend following her. But when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I can do that. And now I can say like a couple years later, after a couple years ago, when I set that goal and like reevaluated, I've developed a way better workout routine. Like I work out consistently, like at least three times a week, if not upwards of five to six times a week, which is so different from what I was doing years ago. But I set a small goal When I started first working out with my trainer, I met with her once a week and it took me about a year before I started meeting with her twice a week. And same thing with Pilates and walking and going to my own gym. And so it's just adding those little goals and changing them. And, you know, you didn't ask me for advice about New Year's resolutions and it's definitely not something I thought I was going to talk about today, but you know, here we are. So I am a proponent for New Year's resolutions, but I think just making sure they're about you and your growth and not putting too much pressure on yourself is key. So, um, I really want to get into cute to me or not cute to me because I got a lot of feedback that that was really fun from last episode. Unfortunately, we don't, we aren't blessed with my brother's list this week, but he will make a comeback. Um, you know, it's just like, we got to get on a routine, Shane, if you're listening. I'm not sure if he does, but if he is, hi. But yes, we'll get Shane back and we'll do a cute to me, not cute to me. But I just wanted to look up winter activities because I'm honestly so curious what people list because I feel like I can only list five and I just Googled it and we're going to just look, I haven't looked at the list yet, but okay, here it is. It's from Good Housekeeping. I have no idea if that's reliable, but we're going to say it is. Um, okay. Good housekeeping. 40 best winter activities. 40 is a lot. (laughs) 
Okay, build a snowman. Cute. Bake bread. Oh my God, they're stretching. I mean, you can make bread anytime. Plan a vacation in this economy? What the heck is this? This is horrible. Take an art class. Okay, cute. I like that. Cute to me. Go see a show. Yeah, especially with that writer's strike. Um, but yeah, support local theater, cinema. Go bowling. Cute. Love that. Visit an escape room. Yes, cute. I used to be obsessed with those. Me and my roommates in college, like, okay, when I mean obsessed, I think we went like two times. <laughs> But that was obsession to me. Like two times the escape room is excessive in my mind, but we liked it for a minute. Make fondue fancy. I actually got a fondue kit from Trader Joe's this last weekend. Try knitting or crocheting. Cute. I want to learn that, but every time I do it, I get frustrated and bored. Make soup. Yep. Cute. Play video games. I like old video games like Nintendo 64 Mario go sledding cute one of my favorite activities because you're sitting and it's fun build a fort build a fire try ice skating have a snowball fight wow some of these are just like camp in the snow no read a good book cookies yes I love cookies write a letter wow these are just like do what things can you do when you're board light a candle these are not that's not how is that a winter activity lighting a singular candle (laughs) that activity takes one second watch a movie volunteer i like that that's actually a great reminder to volunteer some of these are just like things to do when you're bored like these when i think winter activities i'm thinking like ice fishing skiing what is oh cross-country skiing like what how bored I just feel like cross-country skiing is wild like how is that fun I you're just like like kind of like like slowly moving across snow anyways visit a museum definitely take advantages of the museum buy yourself a treat that is an activity for sure make a new recipe go beer tasting dance it wow Ended 40. The 40 on the list was dance it out. Well, this was kind of a stretch. Goodhousekeeping.com. I could come up with a way better, more realistic list. Clearly, this person doesn't live anywhere with snow. Who is this author? Does it tell me? Liz. She's a senior editor. I just want to know where she lives. Oh, she teaches at New York University. Okay, well, you could snow up there, Liz. Anyways, great article. Loved it. Anyways, um, (laughs) wow, that was a good list. So that's cute to me or not cute to me for this week. I think I'm going to get Shane's cute to me or not cute to me for next week's episode, which is part two. Um, And then the episode after that, I think might be my personal favorite, but we're going to episode five is going to be all about baby Grinch. So just to give you like a sneak peek as to what's to come and what's on my mind, it's baby Grinch. That's about to happen. So definitely we'll get Shane on that one. But I think surviving the holidays overall, it all in all is a lot about protecting your boundaries and sticking with your boundaries, being okay with saying no, but leaning into what you do enjoy and what's fun. I don't want this to feel like I'm just like nagging on all the end of the year things and 
obligations or you know your racist uncle twice removed it's there are a lot of great things and a lot of joyful things that happen at the end of the year and i am very much looking forward to 2024 someone told me that 2024 is the year of karma okay i'm looking that up to see if that's actually a thing or if that's just like a taylor swift reference or if that's just like because everyone needs the year of karma okay um okay well i don't know what i'm supposed to look up but i just think that 2024 is some good numbers they're even numbers so i'm gonna lean into that it's the year of karma i do not have a credible source for that except for someone told me but i trust that person she's very spiritual and i believe it i hope it's the year of karma because karma can also be mean really good things happening to you i think when we think of karma it's often thought of something negative or something happening to someone else but also karma can mean really good things happening to you or coming back to you or coming back to what you give to people and i'm just ready to receive some good karma in my life and i think we all could use it in this moment so definitely looking forward to the new year starting something new I don't know again there's just something about january and it being the first month of the year that makes me feel like it's a new slate so i'm definitely looking forward to that but part two we're gonna get into work holiday parties honestly one of my personal fave topics i think we could go into that all the time i want to go into classic end of the year holiday new year's movies i think there's lots to pick in there and I also want to talk about how different your New Year's are from year to year and as you grow up through life. Honestly, I might just do a whole episode about New Year's because there's so much to talk about, but we'll get into that next week. And again, I just want to thank you and everyone for listening. Um, I've gotten so many thoughtful and nice texts or calls from people and I really appreciate it. Doing this has been fun. I know it's just been a little bit of me doing it, but it's been a great outlet. It's been really creative and everyone's just been really kind, which scares me because does that mean that no one's being honest with me and giving me feedback? I mean, some people have given me feedback, but anyways, I really appreciate it and it fills my heart and it honestly gives me the reassurance I need um, because if you all thought it sucked, I probably (laughs) wouldn't continue to do this, but thank you. I love you all, and thanks for listening. I will be back next week with part two.